episode 65 of the Cultural Podcast. Listeners, thank you once again for tuning in. We have a very eventful episode on the way for you guys. Sam was not in the studio tonight, but he called in. And as you can expect, chaos ensued. Uh, glasses were banging in the background, a couple of disconnects, uh, a couple of hot takes. Uh, the typical Sam chaos, if you will. Uh, we talk Derby d'Italia with him. We talk about Milan. Uh, Milan finally getting a big win, uh, 2-1 over Genoa. Uh, Marco Giampaolo, though, still on the hot seat. Maldini was seen leaving the game at halftime. Just madness. Uh, the Roman clubs. We also talk about the Roman clubs between Lazio and Roma. Uh, not looking too great. Not looking too horrible. They're kind of treading water right now. Uh, both draw this weekend. Uh, we also do a CL recap. We talk about our heroes. We talk about some Fiorentina. We talk about the Italy squad. We really talk about everything. An episode where Ali and I, first duo episode ever uh, in the books. If you ask me, I think it was a very good episode. Might be one of our best ones of all time. Uh, Sam's going to be crying at that one. But uh, yeah, so here we go. Delle donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito, troppo spesso si finisce che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposti a far l'amore da bambino. Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gore quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine, di una presa tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. All right, welcome back. It is episode 65 of the Cultural Podcast. Do not be alarmed. Sam will be joining us shortly. Uh, my name is Nick. Um, Ali, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, back where it all began for me, so I feel right at home. Yes, we're back in my basement. Uh, I felt super nostalgic setting everything up down here, the microphones and everything, the little little loose leaf that we write our stuff that we don't end up talking about because we usually get pretty off track. But our third member of this operation is calling in right now. Sam, how's it going, buddy? Andiamo. There it is. Go, <laughs> there it is. He needed to get. He needed to get his token. Uh, his token intro. Sam, uh, uh, where are my, you right my now? Ego's, my ego's too big. I had to, My ego's too big. I had. To, I had. To, I had to get that out of the way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to take this whole pod seriously. There we go. Uh, boys, how are you guys doing? I'm well, thank you. Um, currently. Currently at a at an Italian uh, banquet hall in uh, the east end of Montreal, celebrating my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary. Uh, parties, festivities are still ongoing. Uh, parties, parties still going strong. But I just stepped out for a brief moment to chat with you guys about the action. I was here all day, so I, I've seen very little of the action. But I uh, I had the Derby d'Italia on in the background. Uh, just kind of I I, I, I balanced my phone on the zone. There was Wi-Fi here, so I balanced my phone on a salt and pepper shaker and watched the entire game. Um, did you have to use yeah, data? Did you unfortunately have to burn through I did, data? I, did. I would have, but I did not. I did not have to because Wi-Fi here. Good we're, answer. Uh, we're, we're, we're rolling here. It's, it's like one of the few Italian banquet halls that just realized that we're in the 21st century, so it's, it was a nice pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm shocked actually that they had Wi-Fi or that they allowed you to use it anyways. Um, so what, 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 what is... Feeling. What does one do at a, at a typical uh, Adamo 60th uh, wedding anniversary at a banquet hall? What's going on? So typically, I mean, besides the, besides the token... Uh, the fact that it only happens you know, once, right? So it's not really t- a, 60, a 60th wedding anniversary. is not really typical. Well, I mean, there, was a, there, was a 50, there was a 50th there year you go. Uh, 10 years ago, unsurprisingly. Quick math. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, and we... Well, it's, it's similar to any other to any other uh, any other Italian uh, Italian wedding or christening or, uh, or celebration. There's a lot. There's a lot of food. There's uh, there are like six or, six or seven courses, depending if you count fruit and salad. A lot of music, and uh, my grandfather usually goes on a bit of a on a bit of a on, on a long discourse. Um, he goes on a bit of a tirade. Typically, he'll talk about how much he loves everyone and how happy he is, how great the venue is. And then he goes on a bit of a he gets a little off track. He's a bit like me. I get it from somewhere. He talks about the, the political theme and how. Uh, how he's uh, how he's disenfranchised with the whole system and stuff. Oh, he so, starts so, out talking about us, and then he, he goes a little off track. So, so very very socially goes, uh, sociably acceptable uh, talking points to discuss, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you could you, you, you see where I get it from, right? This, this runs a couple generations deep. It runs in the family. With my, my cousin right now. This is, uh, we want to shout him out, her out. What's her what's what's her name? Gabby Adamo, one of the best one of the best electricians on the um, in the city, man. <laughs> 
uh, alright big shout out big shout out so Sam uh, obviously uh, what you want to talk about what we want to talk about what everyone wants to hear us talk about is the Derby d'Italia uh, incredible game finished 2-1 for Juve right finished 2-1 for Juve um, what are what are your what are your main takeaways what do you have to say before we get into it Thanks for queuing me in. I, I appreciate not having to take controls here and uh, and and, uh, and alpha the shit out of you guys while I can't while I can't make eye contact with you. But I'm not in the studio with you, so that was a, that was a great queue in. Poor us. Uh, listen, listen, man. This this was a game that this was a game that 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 everyone had marked on the calendar for a number of reasons. Obviously, Inter hadn't lost yet. Everyone was saying there's a real deal. You know, Conte, the whole deal with Conte and him having managed us before and, and having played for us before and having been a club icon to a certain degree made it very interesting and um, you, you know the, the fact that neither team had lost up to this point was 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 um, was kind of fascinating and just just uh, in terms of thoughts on the game obviously you went 1-2-1 uh, late-ish goal for Higuain to, to, to give us a victory and I you know I I think I think, we're, I think we're a little bit lucky, man. Inter, Inter got, a, got a deflected shot in the second half, hit the post, could have gone there, you know, could have, could have put them up. We may have been happy to just settle for a draw at that point, but just huge, huge result for Juve to have, to have, kind, of, to have kind of fought back from having uh, having, uh, having a one-goal lead cancelled off and then, you know, also just to be the first team in the league to beat Inter um, and show, show great character. And I think, I, think we show, I think it showed that uh, despite all the, all, the, all the skepticism that a lot of fans have had, you know, namely my, not 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 excluding myself. Uh, I think, despite all the, the skepticism that a lot of fans have had towards Sarri and the the current players that he's had that, that he's had in the system, like Higuain, I think you know what they they they, they came up strong today. Matt Higuain getting that game-winning goal was huge, and uh, you know there was there was that there was that one goal that Ronaldo scored in the first half that had me I yelling yelling in the banquet hall when uh, when uh, when Antipasti was still being served, so it was relatively quiet, and I just I just. He ran out the hall and just yelled at the top of my lungs. I didn't realize that the ball was offside. I lost my mind. I almost broke a broke a champagne glass. Yeah, so that was on that was on Ronaldo's disallowed goal. But uh, yeah, you, know, but, uh, you point uh, out the the Iguain the Iguain goal. So Ali and I were watching uh, we're rewatching uh, you know some highlights to prep for the show because we're very professional and we always do that. And uh, you know he was he, I think he got subbed on at around the seventy fifth minute I believe. And yeah, uh, Ali, what'd you say? Injured. What'd you say? Yeah. So what'd you say when when he was getting subbed on? Quote: I said, "Scenes if this man wins the game." Because uh, typically Ali didn't watch the game. Obviously, right? That's our that's that's the running <laughs> the running theme. Did he know the score? Did he know the score? Uh, no, he didn't. So I I had watched it uh, earlier in the afternoon, but he didn't. So I was watching with him. Hey, Ali, Inter Inter lost, buddy. Was, uh, no, he knows what the score is now, bro. He if he watched the highlights <laughs> before, obviously he knows what the score is now. He didn't know what the score was at that time. And I understand. I understand. Yeah, now you get it. Uh, I'm sure it was a lot. It's now everyone's truly up to date. <laughs> it's been a lot. So yeah, he he he'd even said, uh, you know, uh, like what did you say again, Pepo? Like uh, out of scenes, all guys? scenes if he wins the game. There you go. And and what did he do? He won the game. And in uh, typical Iguain fashion, whenever he scores a, a goal, he he acts as if he'd won the World Cup. You know, uh, rumor still has it that he still celebrates after that <laughs> that. That offside goal against Germany in the World Cup final That's a good in 2014. Call. That's a good call. It is the same celebration every time. Just every right, time. Right the every with, time. With his arms spread wide open. But uh, you know what? I can't blame him for celebrating like that after this game because, as you said, a huge game. It puts Juve at the top of the table. They remain the only team in the league that is undefeated. So uh, yes. can't can't. Uh, 19 points, one ahead of Inter. Yeah. So can't can't trip him for celebrating there. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, I want to actually, actually ask you, Sam. I want to ask you because you, yeah, you, no. you you already brought it up. You kind of read my mind, but um, the uh, the skepticism around Saudi. What changes now after this game? Because uh, as we said multiple times already, it was a huge game. So what you know? How how does your your view anyway? Because I won't let you speak for all Juve fans. How does your view change yeah. on him? Because I'll I'll say for myself as a neutral, like I I thought it was a big statement for him to actually come into the San Siro win 2-1 and I actually disagree with you I don't think Juve were that lucky I actually think that they played a pretty a pretty thorough game like obviously Inter had that I agree with but I mean what I meant was there were a couple of there was a chance in particular that could have been very yeah yeah fine yeah yeah, luck in isolation sure but I, 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 you know, I watched this game, and uh, from the first minute all the way to the 90th minute, I was, I was really impressed with Sari, and uh, 
you know, they, they really start. We, we like to make fun of uh, Sari plays beautiful football. Napoli plays beautiful football. But in today's game specifically. Not anymore, they don't. No, but t- yeah, Napoli, maybe not. But uh, and we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah. in this game specifically, Juve did play beautiful football. It looked like a Sari, you know, Napoli kind of team. It really did. So you asked me, you asked me what, change, what changes for me. Yeah. I think the narrative changes. I think the narrative changes entirely now. Um, so now all of a sudden you go from Juve having drawn a game in, uh, you know, early, earlier in the season and kind of being behind Inter who had won all their games. To Peppel's Fiorentina. Show some respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, credit to them, right? They've uh, they did look pretty good. They got another win on the weekend against I think Udinese, three on the bounce for them. So that's that's really encouraging. Um, in in, in, Flor- in Florence, Rocky B's uh, Rocky B's probably probably buzzing right now. Rocky but B's I, in paradise. But I think uh, look I, again. I think the narrative changes now. So I think you go from you know a lot of uncertainty to now kind of feeling like okay, you know what? You were the only team that really are in the driver's seat that have yet to lose a game that have yet to make a really critical error. And um, so far, the players that Sadi has called upon have delivered for him. Obviously, you know the, the lick is still. The lick is still. Okay, yeah. I don't so even know the, the lick would be in the lineup if if Kellini were. If that's Kellini that's were, the next thing. Were injured, but you know he, he kind of has to stick with it. And I think you know he, he's kind of he's kind of still finding his footing clearly. But but otherwise, I mean, Higuain has scored a bunch of really critical goals for us. He scored in the Champions League again last week for um, for Lever, uh, for us uh, against Leverkusen. You know, we're, we're looking pretty good in the Champions League to win two games, and we're looking pretty good in the league right now, first place through, I think, seven games. So, yeah, again, so I think the narrative changes a little bit, and I think you maybe start to, start to, I think you'll start to see people kind of hopefully realizing that Sadi knows what he's doing. You know, I was a little skeptical, but he's proven it. So, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought it could go off the rails, but I, that's, that's normal any time there's a change of any kind, right? You don't know what to expect, and uncertainty comes, uh, you know, comes uh, discomfort, but... Only, so only, only Juve fans could think that their team's going off the rails. What, like, where, like, one game ago they were still undefeated, right, Pepple? Like, yeah. it's privilege. It's, it's, it's white and black stripe privilege. <laughs> yeah, good call, good call. But uh, Sam, you mentioned, you mentioned Delict, and uh, I'll ask you and and Ale maybe uh, your take on this. I, I genuinely, I've, I've when I, the the games that I've watched them, I actually kind of feel bad for him because it almost seems like he's been thrown to the wolves and. The price tag, you know, that like a lot of people. Well, I mean, not a lot of people. Just in in football, this day and age, like the price tag kind of defines your expectations. And obviously, uh, a, hefty, a hefty fee was paid for him because of his potential and you know how young he is and and the ability that he did show at Ajax. But he has really, really not looked good. Uh, today, he's the one who who caused the the penalty that Lautaro scored. Uh, he basically stuck his elbow out, with, putting it in a you know completely unnatural position. Um, did we just get you back here? I don't know what just happened. Yeah, there you go. We so 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 there we go. We lose Sam. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll continue this discussion. He didn't, want, uh, he didn't want any negative. Talk yeah, he's like he's like, he's like uh, negative UV talk. I'm hanging up. I'm like, yeah. But uh, so but yeah, yeah. I, I saw you nodding. You tend to agree, and yeah. you got to you got to see it too firsthand and as sam calls back here we'll let uh ali finish here before sorry. sam interrupts I, uh, no problem sorry, i lost you i lost you there for a sec at the Lata- yeah so up, but. no worries we didn't uh, continue we didn't continue that far so uh, i'll let uh, ali continue it feels, it feels like 2018 yeah sam sam buddy sam buddy sam buddy i said we'll let we'll let ali continue and then you could you could jump in okay okay all right okay. thank you uh yeah so personally i feel like First of all, the money spent on him is just uh, justifiable, right? Like you're paying, f- it's like an investment that's a big future piece. For future value. Yeah, but uh, obviously he got thrown into the mix, like you said, way too early, I guess, like uh, into Juve's plans, but it's not their fault. It's Chiellini's injury that forced their, uh, forced their hand. And uh, yeah, it's just like showing, you know, the still like the inexperience against these uh, top teams, I, I guess. Now, uh, we can easily call Inter that again. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Like, ever since Kili's injury, he's the one who's had to jump in on uh, you know, pretty much no notice, and it's you know, adapting still to the league and everything. And back in uh, at the air in the air divisie, you know, you don't have quality like this, and now all of a sudden, he has you know, there's uh four or five teams of top quality that he has to go up against and uh, he still has a lot to learn luckily he's young and it'll it'll come to him but right now his uh, inexperience is showing 
Yeah, so uh, just just to reiterate, he, so Juve paid 75 mil for him, and Sam, I'll, just, I'll, I'll chime you back in here just in case you missed anything. Uh, yeah, so he said that, uh, you know, he, he's the one that ended up causing the Lautaro Martinez penalty, unfortunately. It kind of looked yeah, like, a, uh, you know, like a, a, a mistake that was caused by inexperience. He, he stuck his elbow out. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Obviously, in lifetime, who knows what he was thinking, but I, don't, I really don't know what he was thinking there. So what say you? Well, I mean, it, it, it looked like it was down to an experience because it is down to, to an experience, right? He isn't that experienced at the highest you. level. Obviously, he's only done, he, he has been playing you know, top-quality football for, for a slide in the Champions League and went on a really good run the past couple of years. Obviously, there was that Europa League final a couple of years back. So by all accounts, you know, he, he's done all, he, he, he already has a, a decent pedigree, but it's not like he's been doing it for 10 years. No, right? around, around that's, two that's years, maybe. That two would not, that's something that Chiellini would not have done 10 years ago, though he's 10 years old, you know? Chiellini was 24 years old and was already in the UBA team. Sounds so, dropping math question, today. The question of experience, the question of experience, yeah, man, it's it's just I just it's uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the sambuca is just uh, it's it's in my mind. And, the synapses and, are uh, firing. It's like it's like it's like it's like the drug in limitless right now. There you go. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a solution. Maybe that's maybe that's what I should uh, maybe that's what that's what I should take in the morning. I should put a little sambuca on my coffee, and Joyce Saputo is going to call me right away, and I'm I'm going to get a job in uh, in, uh, in sport. In sport. Put, it um, put it out in the universe. Put it out in the universe. So uh, look. Um, I, I, I think I wouldn't be that worried about him. Like he, he has had a couple of really good games as well in the Champions League. He had a really good showing last week for uh, for us versus Leverkusen. You know, any time a center back makes a mistake, it, it gets put in the line. It gets put in the limelight. I mean, if a striker fin- finish tries to finish a chance and he doesn't hit the, hit the goal, you know, it's you know one of those, one of those things that can happen, right? Like, like by all accounts, Lautaro Martinez is a very good striker, and you saw how well he did for uh, for him. A very Barcelona. good striker. He's a very good striker. He's young. He's very promising. He's got he's got a lot of good. He's got a he's got great technique, good finishing ability, and he's he's tricky in the box. We saw it against we saw it against Barcelona, man. You know, not like Barcelona or any such. He scored for Inter against uh, Barca in midweek. You know, and he's I a know, player that great, I great. Well throwing around the word great. I, yeah, I think he has the ability to be a great striker. But anyways, continue. I think he's the type of guy you probably wouldn't see on a weekly basis in the end of the I agree with Alex. So I would I wouldn't be too worried. You know, he's still adopting. You know, it's. The narrative right now that we've seen in, her, in the first kind of chunk of the season, but it's uh, the long season, and I wouldn't—I don't really care about the price tag at this point. I think he's our player, and we have to just make the most of having him. Yeah, I, I agree with the price tag thing. Like, uh, it, it it really sucks. Like, it's not like it's not like Matthias Delict chose to transfer for seventy-five million euros. You know, like it's, it's uh, I, 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 it's a bit unfair on the on the player on the player's part for that. And as we lose Sam again, maybe it's a destiny that we should just stop talking to him. But uh, you know what? That's a good segue. We'll stop talking about Juventus there. Uh, Ale, I want to move to the Milan game against Genoa. Gladly. And as Sam calls back again, should I just not answer? Answer, but predict a big call here. He's going to come in rambling. Okay. Yeah, Sam, we got you back. One more strike, and I think uh, I think you're done. Okay, yeah. I, I agree. Sorry, my, my normal trip on the court. Oh, Peppel, your bet's wrong. Fuck. Ah, it's such as my life. <laughs> <laughs> so Peppel's, uh, Peppel's gambling streak continues. Uh, right before I answered the phone, he, uh, he predicted that uh, you would come in rambling, continuing uh, whatever you just said, and you didn't. So good, good for you, son. <laughs> Alec just can't win a bet for his life. No. <laughs> we're going to have this. Ever since last week's segment, we, we, we kind of have been egging him on to make more bets this week, and I think he's still, he's still searching his In the span of two five. days, I went 0-4. After five years of gambling, by the way, he's 22 years old, so he's been gambling since he was 17, and we'll just, we'll just take cash back to that right there. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's like a colder, a colder streak right now than, than the one that, uh, that, that Milan were on. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Sam reads my mind, I swear. Because we that's, that's exactly what we were going to jump to. But right before we do that, I was going to say, maybe we could have a future segment going uh, called the Helping Alley Win Bets. Maybe we could crowdsource some ideas. We could I was get thinking the, of that on the drive here. We're, we're all connected. Yeah. We're all connected through the brain here. Good chem. There you go. But Sam, Milan. Um, so Peppel and I uh, were just about to get to that. So once again, you read my mind. Uh, look. Another 2-1 game. Milan comes on top, uh, comes out on top with the W. You know, they win 2-1 uh, after, you know, ending their... You had to uh, sweat. You had to sweat for this one. <laughs> had to sweat. Uh, man, I was freaking drenched by the end of this game. I swear to God, my heart was literally coming out of my chest. So, first of all, uh, just to just to continue with the theme of a cursed season, uh, you know, arguably uh, Milan's best player, Donnarumma, uh, goes out uh, before the game. 
which I thought uh, or what was originally reported as an injury, which ended up being some like gastrointestinal issue or something. I guess you just had to shit really bad or you had diarrhea. You know, we, we've we've all had uh, we've all had those days. So uh, he, I don't know, I don't know how that kept him out from the whole game. I guess maybe uh, maybe it persisted through <laughs> through the beginning of the game. Multiple rounds on the on the long toilet. Long time listener, long time listener, Mango knows a thing or two about that. When we were in Calabria, when that, uh, funny, funnily enough, the last time that we that we did a call over the phone when when we had a whole Skype pod, um, when we were live together to actually uh, read each other, read each other's uh, read each other's uh, facial expressions and stuff. And uh, when uh, when, uh, when when the phone wasn't cutting out every 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 ten minutes, uh, Mango Mango had a brutal intestinal issue, uh, a digestive intestinal issue, because I think uh, the, the the running theory is that a restaurant that we attended twice, uh, both times very close to closing time, once close to their dinner closing time, and the other can't close to their lunch closing time, they got mad at us and they got a little salty. They're like fucking, they spiked uh, they spiked a scallop or something. It was a fish restaurant. He was out of order in the IR for like three days after. So uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll appreciate you telling that story. Yeah. So <laughs> great, Don, great visual for everyone to have. But like, uh, I can, I can, anyway, if, if Donnarumma was going through anything like what Mango was going through, there's no way he was in any state to. There's no way he was in any state to play that game. No, for sure. No kidding. So this, this, <laughs> this. <laughs> this just, Nick's just trying to move it along. Like, all right, so, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a. Like a like, like a little brother who wants to chime in on the pod. He's just like, all right, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point, buddy. All right. Oh, I mean, your character assassinating the man here. We don't need to know all the details. <laughs> we don't need to know how many days he was stuck on the bowl. You know. Uh, anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> this was the game of Pepe Reina. This was the game of Pepe Reina. He, <laughs> I, I guess you could say he was the player of the match. So let's let's walk through it here. So he he gets you know the the nod a couple minutes before the game that he's going to be in between the sticks. He lets in a brutal goal uh, by uh, Lassishon, right? How how do we, how should we pronounce it? We we love our pronunciations on this pod. How do, I'm going for Shun. Shun, Sam. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Ne- never mind, ne- never mind. Uh, just stay quiet. So. Um, Last is shown on a free, on a free kick, uh, puts it in, a kind of swerving. Definitely should have been saved. Uh, Pepe Reina doesn't really get a hand to it, doesn't get behind it. It goes in the net. That's the first goal of the game right before the half. So, you know, already it's looking like the classic Milan meltdown. I'm melting down on my couch. I'm screaming. I, I, to be honest, actually, I screamed for a bit, and then it just got so subdued. It was more like a depression, to be honest with you. It was just an acceptance, an acceptance of what you thought what was inevitable. There you what go. You thought was inevitable. But this is the game of Pepe Reina, right? So the game progresses. Uh, Taylor Hernandez ended up equalizing, making it 1-1. Uh, but... What happens after Kessie scores a penalty, making it 2-1, Pepe Reina comes out of his net at the end of the game, at the 90th minute, uh, and Chris, and what's his name, uh, Christian Kwame, the, my, my player to watch last week, fucking throws himself, while Pepe Reina is taking himself out of the play, throws himself, complete dive, throws himself, Pepe could attest to it. Uh, the ref doesn't even bother looking at the screen. He accepts the, the judgment from the VAR official through his ear. And, you know, just when he looked like he was fucking the complete killer of the game, uh, Pepe Reina, about to be the, the reason for two goals uh, to be conceded, he comes up and makes an absolutely amazing save. And uh, that's the game of fucking Pepe Reina. We, Milan shithoused their way to a win. Four red cards in this game, two on the bench. Two happened on the pitch. This ref was trigger happy. He did not have a, a great game, but uh, yeah, this is the game of Pepe Reina, and uh, I don't know. I I, just, I I would prefer not to see him back in the net next game, but. I take it he's your hero of the week, Nick. No, he is not my hero of the week actually, but he he could definitely be he could definitely be like a, an honorable mention. He he had tweeted out. Um, a tweet where he just rambled on uh, adjectives. It, it felt like a, like, a, like a grade one English uh, assignment. You just have to write down okay, adjectives okay. when you're trying to fill in the word count. You know, it was like sad, happy, shocked, whatever, something like that. And he, he's like, this is why I love my job because I was able to feel all of this within 90 minutes, which was a pretty cool tweet, actually. But fuck, it wouldn't have been it's cool. Like a, it's like a marriage. It's like a marriage. <laughs> it wouldn't have been cool if he let in the pen. But uh, yeah, so th- so I-, I don't know if you have any takes on this game or not, but the real thing that I wanted to ask you was, uh, so Gianpaolo, after the game, 
was massively on the hot seat, even though he managed to pull out a, a, a W, you know, out of a hat. Uh, Maldini left the game, actually, uh, halfway through. Because apparently he was willing to sack Jampal sacked in the morning, right? The the, yes. the, 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 the English, as the as the as the Brits like to say, he was done in the water, about to be sacked in the morning, when they managed to Sam. What the? Are you in like an aviary? What the fuck's going on? Uh, the, what? what? What are you hearing? You sound like you're in a bird cage or something. Those are the, those are the sounds of glasses being carried all around. This is this is going off the roof. Shambolic. But yeah, so. Giampaolo looks like to be he's going to be on like his way scene, out. Like the scene of Connie's wedding in the Godfather in this in this hall right now. There you go. I'm flying everywhere. But uh, so Giampaolo looks like he's going to be on his way out. There's reports that like the next 24 hours we're recording on the Sunday, uh, the games just ended that uh, you know he's on the hot seat and that he's going to be on his way out. Um, and unfortunately if Stefano Pioli gets hired, which is the big rumor, I will absolutely melt down. I will absolutely melt down. It is such a lateral move. I I will lose it. I will rip the shirt off my back and melt down no matter where I am in the in the city of Montreal when I get this news. I, I it will happen. What if you get this news? What if it happens like in a couple of months when you're on vacation on a beach in Punta Cana or something? And then it'll be very it'll be it'll be very timely, it's but Montreal thing? it's not just a Montreal thing. Okay. It seems like what it's gonna happen in the next twenty four hours. Bro, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think that Mr. Allegri is going to become available and you're just going to sign him up right away? So, no. Mid-season. So, Mid-season. You have to start this project from the start. So, I didn't... You pointed the wrong guy from the get-go and that's this is the cycle that you went through. It's, you know, it's... We, I've, been, I've been tweeting this one for two weeks now. I, I So, I'm not saying... Obviously, my fantasy would be Allegri. Even Spalletti, fuck, just to come back and hopefully he has, a, he has fire in his belly to, to want to stick it back to Inter. But uh, definitely not Pioli. Definitely not Pioli. Uh, Peppel uh, has uh, some ideas. Yeah, so uh, I actually clicked an article before we started recording about uh, the potential replacements. And on as per Rossonieri blog, uh, we have Spalletti, Rudy Garcia, and Stefano Pioli uh, all as like candidates. But I get, I'm guessing Nick that Pioli is the the favorite from what you're seeing yeah so what i read from uh, what i read from di marzio which is obviously you know he didn't have a great transfer window in terms of credibility but normally when it comes to like whatever just insider knowledge he's pretty good he said that spalletti is like the clear-cut number one choice uh and that uh rudy garcia so former roma manager and uh stefano pioli who uh you know formerly of inter and uh, the latest fiorentina we still don't know why he left maybe we'll figure that out if he gets hired but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very unappealing options. I would take Gattuso back in a, as much as I, I my share of criticism that I had for him, I would take him back in a heartbeat compared to the other three. I mean, well, maybe not Spalletti, but uh, over Garcia and Pioli, but whatever. I don't know. I just want to jump in. I just want to jump in for a sec here because I think I'm gonna have to head out in a moment here uh, before before we get, before we encounter any more technical difficulties. I want to give my hero of the week. Um, because it's, it's related to what it is we're talking about right now. I actually want to give my hero of the week to Mr. Giampaolo for a couple of reasons. One, uh, obviously coming up with the win in this game, which was much needed this, you know, because of the terrible start that Milan have had thus far. Uh, I still don't think he's going to make it until the end of the season. I still don't think he's the right man for the job. I don't think he's going to last, but he lives to see another week, so he's a hero for that reason. But more importantly, I, uh, I was made aware of this habit of his by you, Nick, uh, apparently he loves smoking cigars and he does it in public. He's not afraid to uh, he's not afraid to do it. Uh, he was interviewed by I don't know if it was Le Yene, who are like a satirical it was, it was. Uh, outlet in in Italy, and he was just he was just on a bench outside Milanello in his tracksuit smoking a cigar, and uh, you know just big big up move. So big up to him uh, for that. I my my uh, a couple of shout outs. One is Di Lorenzo for getting into the Italia squad. I don't know if you want to talk about uh, I convocati uh, after I head out. Yeah, we definitely but, will. Uh, We'll touch on it. To him. And, then the, yeah. and then the other one is, uh, last one, just kind of more of an honorable mention, Ficardo Marquisio, because he announced that he's going to be retiring uh, this week. I believe he's going to be stepping into Juve now in uh, some kind of coaching role, potentially, hopefully. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not, but uh, it's very sad. He's 33 years old. He's had a lot of knee injuries, and it's kind of just kind of tragic that, he, that, he's, that, he's, that he's no longer playing football. It's kind of a sad, sad prospect to me. I was, I was sad when he left the club last year, and I, I, wish, I wish it kind of went a little better for him in, in, his, you know, in, in his career abroad, but... Anyway, uh, just the hero of you and, uh, and of uh, 
Yeah, I was. I, 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 I got whole that whole idea of being a bandera. So yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was gonna give. I was gonna shout out Marquezio also. I wanna. I wanna cue you uh, in on my other hero of the week. Uh, not for. Uh, not for results. Uh, <laughs> but it is Aurelio Andreazzoli, right? So the I, as Peppel's fist pumping across too. the table. It's mine too. Uh, so the the coach of Genoa, who is also uh, seems to be on the hot seat, uh, he gets a joint hero of the week from Peppel and I because. I swear to God, he looked like um, a mob boss on the sideline, or, or, or a, mob, a mob boss that was well dressed at a like at a restaurant. You know, not fin- not a mob boss that just finished a hit. You know, so so yeah. ver- verbal meme, Sam. Uh, it's like the one the, the short lived meme when you have to manage your team at seven but got to go to the club at ten. Exactly. Yeah. So every time the camera panned onto Andrea Zoli, a button was undone, and to the point where. When, so, so to the point where when Pepe Reina saved the penalty in the 93rd minute and the camera panned to him, I swear to God, seven buttons were undone, like past his chest. Exactly, like all the way down to like the top of his of his stomach, you know, just hand on the on the dugout thing, just defeated, knowing that this is probably the last game that he's gonna manage. But he. Dressed. There we go. Balardini, I think his name was. Yeah, Davide. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, th- that's uh, that's my hero of the week. Pebble, you have any other ones? Or that's uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. Huh? Yeah, no, that was it. And I jump off, there okay. you go. Uh, All right. <laughs> I, and I'll let you guys segue over. Mine, uh, my my throne was just more broadly, more broadly Napoli in general because uh, they're. They're already way behind the eight ball in in uh, the city areas. Mind you, the season is early, but they already seem like a bit of an afterthought, and it seems like top four is probably the best they can aspire to to, to, to achieve right now, just because they've they drew they drew nil nil against Torino, you know, and Torino were on the side. I always do their horn. Uh, you know, I everyone everyone has been listening to the show for a while knows I, I like their defense. I like Ito. I think he's one of the best most underrated center backs in Europe. But I well, not one of the best center backs in Europe. But That's an outrageous take. Sorry. I think he's one of the most underrated center backs in Europe. Sorry, I'll okay, cover my ass. Cover my ass. I've, I've I've created enough of a headache. It's, uh, this, this whole this whole epi. But um, but anyway, I think uh, the fact that Napoli are almost out of the race now is a testament to the fact that they need to get better and they need to be more consistent. So I'll leave you with that thought, and I'll, I'll let you guys kind of pick up where uh, where I'm leaving you guys off. All right. Well, uh, Sam, go enjoy the the rest. What what does the rest of your evening have in store for you? Uh, it's a good question at this point. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how. Uh, we'll see how this. Uh, how this come down uh, plays out. Are you gonna make it home? I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it home. I'm being driven. I may drive. I may sleep in the back seat now. But uh, I don't know. It's sort of wrapping up over here, and I'm, I gotta say bye to everybody. So I'm get, I've been getting critiqued by my whole family. And we know how long that takes. Like, I've been given. I've been given. I've been given. Uh, I've been a lot of a lot of like scolding hand gestures have been made at me. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a spanking. You're like, oh, what are you doing? Because I've been on the phone for the past forty minutes here, so. So you know what you could do. You know you could do for for some of your uh, you know older family members, your your nonni, maybe some uh, some aunts, some uncles. Uh, tell them that you were on a radio show because there's no chance they know what a podcast is, and that's gonna make I, and that's gonna make I, you sound I try even better. As best I can to describe what a podcast is. I've tried. I think they kind of have an idea that this is what it is. I think they kind of have an idea. Ah, uh, you should have you should have won with the radio show. I don't know. Maybe I have to have to say face right now. I'm gonna go tell them that. Hey, uh, wait. Hey. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I, I, I honestly, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm surrounded by everyone now. Guys, have a good rest of the show. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. All right, so thank you, Sam, for calling in. Always eventful, people when when calls are coming in, right? We never know what's gonna happen. If we, the line's gonna go down, if... we never know. But Sam, honestly, I think for a member of this podcast, has to take the crown of worst call-in, but not because of the content, but just the the way it all happened. I, two, I 100% <laughs> agree. Uh, two disconnects, an Italian family yelling at him towards the end. Which you knew he purposely he probably did just because he, he wanted everyone he to wanted, hear him. Yeah, ah, yeah. 100%. He we're, wanted we're on, it. We're on the same page there. Oh, okay. Also, lo- long-time listeners will also remember when uh, uh, I, I was solo at the mic and Sam was in Italy before our, uh, our trip. And uh, he was wearing his his AirPods and notoriously could not be heard. And there was like bats flying everywhere. And he was screaming like a little girl. So, uh, yeah. He did it it for the cloud points. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anything for the clout. So, 
who else got clout this weekend? Pepple, your boys in purple. Yeah. Your boys in purple string. The, uh, the wins keep on rolling. We're at three in a row now. Three in a row. So Not three bad. in a row when, you know, they, they couldn't even string up one in, what, six months or whatever? Yeah, exactly. So as our, our resident Fiorentina expert, Long connoisseur, time. No one's Rocky been a fan B, longer than me. Rocky B, fan, uh, fan club, head of the fan club maybe. Who knows? You I have am. A, a, lot of, a lot of titles. Uh, what say you in this match, right? So Fiorentina won 1-0. Yeah, um, honestly, pretty uneventful. Uh, some, the style wasn't, uh, I guess I'll call it up to par as the past matches uh, I've seen where, I don't know, the pace seemed a bit faster uh, from us, but this game seemed a little more cagey, uh, which, you know, wasn't, well, actually, I was, I was going to say it wasn't terrible, but it, it was. It, it meant for not many shots on goal for us, especially not for Udinese, who only uh, registered one. Uh, but it was our fifth game straight uh, with the unchanged lineup. Seems to be working for us. And uh, up until Milen- uh Sorry, who scored for us? Uh, Nikola Milenkovic. Milenkovic, thank you. Back, yeah. yeah. Uh, up until he scored, really nothing worth watching. I think, you know, after that, the game really opened up. The crowd got into it. It did, yeah. Uh, we saw sending off from uh, Udine- Udinez's manager. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you know, for the last twenty minutes, the game really picked up, but uh, not much can be said really, other than we we got to win again, and uh, hopefully they keep on coming. We're yes. now uh, eighth uh, on eleven points, tied with uh, Lazio and uh, Cagliari. So yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what good. I was going to say. So yeah, so so Fiorentina has climbed up the ranks. Rocky V is probably sitting in a you know a villa in Tuscany somewhere at the top of a mountain, sipping some nice Tuscan wine, uh, enjoying his uh, you know to him this is probably like th- this is his Champions League. He won three games yeah. in a row and they had, they had, they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't string a freaking win for for six months and deservedly so. They are looking better. Uh, Montella who. Uh, I think Sam famously uh, tweeted as part of a pod preview, uh, how does Montella still have a job? Yeah, well, Yikes. this is how he still after, has a job, Sam. After three wins. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so things are looking on the up. I just wanted to actually point out, so the goal scorer, Nikola Milinkovic, 21-year-old center back. Uh, he is a very, very promising yeah. player. Uh, he's, I think he's Serbian descent. Over the summer, I believe uh, Manchester United were linked to him. Atletico were linked to him. So hopefully for you guys, you can hang on to him along I, with Federico uh, Chiesa. I really hope so because uh, watching the game, the one takeaway I really had was how shut down our defense is. And especially for a three at the back. Uh, yeah, so Caceres, right, the FIFA legend, yeah, right, as yes. a lot of you may remember. <laughs> and, um, uh, your, and the captain, Pizzella. Pizzella, yeah, so, which I, I love watching him. It's so yeah, much he's fun. Very good. He's very but, good. But uh, it seems to be really working for us, this three at the back with... Uh, with Dalbert coming back as well to help uh, big time, it's it's working. That's all I could say. It's very shut down. We we know what to do on defense. That's essentially what uh, what's really eye catching is when we lose the ball. You know, you could see very clearly. It's you know get the midfield compact. Uh, if you watch any of their games, especially this Udinese one, in, in certain situations you'll see they just kind of clog up that midfield with you know four or five guys, and then if they go wide, well that's fine. We got it covered. So uh, no, it's definitely uh, definitely good time to be a Fiorentina fan. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> we, you've waited so long for this. You've waited uh, the so agony. long. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned the uh, Fiorentina is tied with Lazio. So I wanna I wanna intertwine uh, you know some Roman talk, the Roman clubs between Roma and Lazio. So as you mentioned, Lazio are sitting on eleventh points in sixth, and Roma are sitting on uh, twelve points in. Fifth, and both of them had some disappointing results this weekend. Roma tying Cagliari 1-1, and Lazio tying Bologna 2-2. The Lazio game, though, was nuts against Bologna. Yeah. So uh, Immobile scoring a brace and then, uh, unfortunately, having to come off. And then uh, Joaquin Correra just blasting it on the bar, Man. like right, right above the net. And, uh, you know, unfortunate for them because uh, they were down a man and they still played up to uh, to Bologna for 10 minutes, I believe, who then went down a man after uh lucas L- lucas leva went off man so many red cards this year in this area yeah i think uh which game was it in the milan game there were four, four red two cards. on the pitch two off the pitch like it's and, it's insane it's a little side thing so we, there's, there's there's this new rule right where you could send guys off from the touchline and i really think referees are taking it like yeah. way too seriously but like, now here's something i never really bothered to look into yeah. is it just dismissed for that game eligible for the 
So you're, you're out for the next wow. game if you get a red card. Okay. Yeah, you are out. Which I, I kind of figured, but in my head I asked, like, it seems pretty ridiculous just for, you know, okay, fine, uh, you know, you're verbally abusing the, the ref, but still, man, like, that's that's insane. Yeah, so, so we've got so, four guys out. For there we go. So for those of you, matches. yeah, exactly. So for those of you who may not know the new rules this summer, uh, a bunch of new rules got got implemented. Uh, you know, for you know global football, really, uh, and one of them being that uh, as a you know as a member of the of the bench, whether it be like uh, the the head coach, whether it be training staff, players. Uh, you could either be cautioned with a yellow or you could be sent off with a red. It doesn't affect what's going on on the field. No one has to leave the field if, you know, a player on the bench gets a red. But it does, like like we just said, it does have implications for the next game. And uh, it's crazy. Like, it is, I do like, you know, you, you could warn a, a coach maybe or a player who's verbally abusing a ref who, like, doesn't necessarily deserve to be tossed right away. But I, uh, it's being used weight. It's yeah. like power tripping right now, at least in the Serie A anyways. It's it's multiple games in a row uh, or match weeks in a row where I'm seeing guys get sent off like left, right, and center from the bench. And it's it's, it's getting Did a bit a, nuts. Did uh, a staff member in the Lazio game get sent off? Yeah, I believe a staff member yeah, in the Lazio so we got game got there. We got too, the like, Fiorentina match, yeah, Milan. Like, <laughs> everyone's just getting tossed. Wild. Maybe maybe hold off on those guys. But. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so the Lazio game. So Peppo, I have uh, I, I know I, I say this often, and it does sound a bit biased with the, with the Milan. Yeah, we're we're in a meltdown, okay. But look, Lazio sitting on eleven, Roma sitting on twelve. That means Milan is you know only four points back from fifth place. And I know it's because the optics of the way that Milan's playing and the fact that they can't score goals and stuff. But you know these Roman teams, they are sitting in fifth and sixth. But they, they, they've drawn a bunch. They've both lost, you know, Roma's lost one, Lazio's lost two. They're not looking great either. They're not looking, they're, they're, they're not looking that stable. Yeah, and Ro- uh, I'm, I'm going to toot that horn that, like, the Milan madness, like, everyone always has to comment on the meltdown where, where like, you know, the teams above, above them are not necessarily, you know, performing to the, the best of their abilities. But... Um, Needless to say, we're always the butt end of the jokes, obviously, and I, I, I even include myself in those. But uh, I don't know. What say you on that? I don't know. It's, uh, it's well, optically, the, right? Yeah. It's, now I'm looking at it. Uh, I didn't even realize Roma has three, uh, have three draws, and Lazio on two. And honestly, yes. Yeah, so you know, just saying, sitting four points behind, not much, you know, per se to to be behind this early on. Still, uh, still lots of time to kind of get up in the table where you know quote unquote you should be right uh but uh i mean where did uh, th- those two finish last season just yeah so around the same area oh, yeah. fuck i don't remember yeah so i believe maybe fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh. i i know milan finished f- uh fifth right yeah. and they had to drop out of the europa league which allowed torino to get in and roma and the roma's in the, the the europa league too maybe you could just check on that quickly yeah but as we segue to European competition, great segue, by the way. Excellent. I know you did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> we will move to the Champions League and touch on the Italian clubs that uh, that managed to, uh, you know, uh, see, see themselves play this weekend. And uh, once again, uh, not a great showing, Ali. Not a not a great showing. So I'll start us off with uh, Atalanta, right? So the uh, the notorious team that you uh, could have been a fan of, could have could have been a fan of. Uh, but someone and honestly, uh, it, purely based on the Champions League action, I'm happy I'm not because <laughs> I'd probably be in a meltdown as well uh, in that sense. There you go. So Atalanta lost at home, uh, home in air quotes. They played yeah. at the San Siro, but uh, they lost 2-1 to Shakhtar. That was this was an electric game. I watched this. You know, some of these uh, Brazilian born now Ukrainians on Shakhtar, like uh, I believe there is this guy called Marlos. Uh, like Ishmaili, they're so electric. They've been. I, I went to go Google them, do a classic wiki search, you know. And they've played for Shakhtar for a long time. They've played together for a long time. Very electric team, but uh, you know, too electric for Atalanta. They go down two one. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's really looking over for them. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> really, really unfortunate. Like ninetieth minute. Uh, I mean, it it almost seems like the. It's not meant to be for them, you know. They had the wonder season, but this is, I guess, kind of where uh, where the road ends for them. But you know, not to not to cut them out too early, but still, uh, o and two, uh, not definitely not what they wanted. You'd at least want a draw, which they nearly nearly had. 
but yeah, it looks like your prediction from I don't know how many months ago was is looking correct where you said you don't think they'd make it out. Yeah, and I don't think that was that much of a bold prediction either. You know, obviously being like a like a cultural the cultural podcast that you you want to see. Well, personally, I'm not one that wants to see Italian teams succeed because I am a Milan fan. I do not want to see Juventus win the Champions League. I do not want to see Inter win the Champions League. But you know, for a smaller team like Atalanta that doesn't necessarily have that history in European competition, obviously, you know, it's I, like I, a, a feel good underdog exactly. story. Exactly, and uh, our boy, uh, specifically maybe even your boy, your compatriot Martin Darun. We, yes. we, we love him on Atalanta. So obviously we, we, we want to see them do well, but they're sitting at the bottom of the table in their group, and which contains Manchester City, who you know obviously we believe will finish in first. So it really came down to you know winning these games at home against Shakhtar, uh, you know hopefully winning at home against Dinamo Zagreb whenever it comes. But you know now they're sitting uh, like you said, 0-2, two losses. They've only scored one goal. They conceded six, and uh, you know. It's not looking great. It's not never say never. I guess you never know if if Dinamo Zagreb uh, or, or Shakhtar maybe could like manage to tie a Man City and and got, you know second and third place teams could start dropping points. Who knows what could happen with Atalanta? But it's uh, it's definitely not looking good. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the table now and in a very very hypothetical best case scenario for them, it's okay. I'll go and say it. They'll probably lose against City. Hopefully, bold, bold. <laughs> maybe I'll put a bet on that and still lose. <laughs> or you'll win one or, cent yeah. off of whatever you bet. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, and then hopefully, best case for Atalanta is that Shakhtar and Zagreb draw. And then after that, you kind of hit the refresh button. You uh, play the second uh, half of the group stage and hopefully results start to start shaping up. But right now, really not looking good. It'd be, uh, it'd be unfortunate, though. If, uh, if they can get any sort of points out of this uh, little Champions League visit, I'll call it for now. There you go. So we'll, we'll, keep, the, we'll keep the vibes positive, even though it's not looking yeah, great. Yeah. But uh, we'll stay positive. Just a, a little note that Atalanta's first game, they got thrashed. They got thrashed 4-0 by, uh, by Dino Zagreb. So hopefully uh, when, when that reverse fixture comes around into San Siro, they could uh, you know, get, some, get some justice, I guess we could say. Uh, the next game that I would like to move on to is Juve. They thrashed Bayern Leverkusen 3-0. Um, very dominant performance. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned that Leverkusen, uh, you know, last week was like not a team that should be uh, overlooked with some very good talents. And uh, as we mentioned, Kai Havertz, uh, Jonathan Ta, who didn't look great in this game. But, uh, you know, I don't know if there's much to say here. Juve, you know, pretty much dominated this game. Uh, they're only sitting in second, though, in their group because of the uh, the draw against yeah. Atletico last week. So this is a pretty uh, pretty congested group right now. So from first to third, all the way to you know Lokomotiv Moscow, it's four points, four points, three points. So you know it's really gonna. I, I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. Uh, Lokomotiv Moscow is not necessarily a, a powerhouse. So even no. though <laughs> even though they did beat Bayern Leverkusen, I, we don't expect them to take too many points off of Atletico and Juve. So it's really, you know, probably going to come down to who's going to finish first, who's going to finish second yeah. in that group. But the the fact that it's still, well, I mean, okay, they've only played two games, but, you know, this this tight is, is nice. It's definitely going to be a fun uh, group to keep an eye on. For sure. Uh, so that was the positive, and we'll unfortunately continue with the negatives. Uh, how about we start with Napoli against Genk? So and I have a personal grudge against this match. Okay, speak. <laughs> So after Monday's episode, when uh, with the with the betting talk, I kind of had the bug hit me. It's very rare. Like I, I don't go year round. It's kind of uh, I'm uh, what's what's the word when Spurs? you're on off? Yes, sporadically, sporadically. Boom. Like it, it'll hit me. Thank you. Word I'm guy. good at yeah. English. Word guy. There you go. Uh, so I picked Napoli to beat uh, Gank here. Of and course you did. Man, they. Fucked oh, me of course big you time, did. you know. Zero, you know zero. I'm looking. I I just needed that one, you know, because here uh, in Quebec, local reference, with our betting service, you can't just do one bet. You need to parlay it with a, a second, so it's eligible and all that. So I'm like, okay, which one of these is you know kind of uh, a no-brainer? So I'm like, okay, Napoli. You know, they they're a good team. I check after my shift. Well, oh, nil nil. Thanks, like fuck man i can't buy a win 
and uh, just to end that that segment off, I went zero and four in two days. Yeah, so we're gonna maybe maybe next week uh, we'll because uh, we know we haven't really looked at the board yet. We're gonna have to start. Uh, we're gonna have to start. Uh, get Pepe. What did I say when the dream yeah? Time? We have to listen back to the help tapes. Ali win. We'll, we'll, have like to, we'll have to come up with. We have a, to delegate to the fans. There we go. We'll crowdsource. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if yeah. we have any betting experts. But uh, an interesting storyline in this game was that Insigne actually got omitted from the lineup. Um, I believe, I don't know if Ancelotti said it before or after the game. He said that uh, Insigne looked far from sharp during training, uh, you know, in the days leading up to the fixture. Uh, so, you know, is that a little bit of mind games to try to, you know, get him to step up? Was it also just like a little bit of rotation because they thought they could be gank? Uh, I don't necessarily think so because outside of omitting him, you know, uh, a pretty strong lineup was fielded. Yeah, I agreed. Just checked. It looked like the, the so, standard lineup. Yeah, and uh, Insigne's brother uh, came out on social media and said, you know, Ancelotti needs to grow some balls, which is nuts because I, I know i don't know what that was referencing maybe he didn't like tell insigne to his face or something like yeah. that and apparently allegedly sorry not apparently allegedly, allegedly uh you know uh insigne was like going off about it with his family members at home like as as you would probably assume uh a napolitan would do or, yeah. or an italian <laughs> with hot blood would do in general just you know venting to their family members being pissed so uh he, he did play today so uh you know obviously still not a great result for them but he did play today so uh, he's back in the lineup. Maybe he was looking sharper, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely something to keep in mind there. So as we pull up the table that uh, you know Napoli are in in Group E, they are sitting above Liverpool in first with four points because of that re- that reverse fixture where they beat Liverpool at home. But uh, definitely, you know, uh, another we we expect Napoli to get out of here, but uh, not not a great result. You 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 kind of need to take these points. Yeah, yeah. Gank, right? No, that that. That game would have, I mean, again, like I said, two games in, but, you know, make their exit out of the group stage a little more solidified with two wins and two, that it would have been, you know, harder to... A full three points over Liverpool. Yeah, exactly, and it would have been harder at that point to not make it out, but uh, anyway, I guess they want to make uh, make it harder on themselves. They want to make soccer, cultural interesting for us, yeah. right? Maybe that. We'll put a little spin zone on that. Yeah. And uh, the, the last of the bunch, my favorite, personally... Uh, Inter Inter looked like they were going to have a fucking fantastic day with Lautaro Martinez as Sam uh, mentioned earlier on he scored in the third minute uh, assisted by no other than Alexis Sanchez Uh, he scored in the third minute you know things were looking good a couple of uh, yellow cards were brandished right after that Barcelona was looking a little bit uh, you know maybe frustrated but their day did not end well with Luis Suarez scoring a brace and uh, finished 2-1 here. And I was a very happy man. Very happy man. Yeah, well, uh, for you personally, Because when you can't watch your own team succeed in the Champions yeah, League, you need a root for other ones fucking shitting the bed. <laughs> yeah. That's sad, but anyways. <laughs> well, I was really surprised when uh, when the game started and saw them already. Uh, I forget what, uh, what Twitter account released a graphic, but I'm sure we all have the, their names in our head. But uh, yeah, so I saw like, oh, the <laughs> Inter go up one nil. I'm like, holy shit already. Which uh, side note that already started fucking my uh, my bet of that day. Right, so. I had them losing by more than one. But uh, anyways, yeah, so it started off great for them, but still in my head I felt like, well, I don't know. It's it's still Barcelona. It's not the Barcelona of uh, I don't know how many years ago where you know you you truly shit your pants. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Yeah, that era. But still, you know, you can never count them out. There, there was still so much time left to be played. Obviously, uh, you could just never, never discount Barcelona coming back. But yeah, uh, you know, now Inter not looking too hot with uh, that one point, as opposed to Dortmund and Barcelona's four. There you still go. Still only one win away, and uh, but they play Dortmund next, and if that one doesn't go well. You, you have no idea where, where they go from there. For sure. And, you know, just as I think we kind of, you know, as a consensus predicted that, you know, this is, first of all, the group of death, as you mentioned, Dortmund, Barca, and Inter, right? Especially Inter, the way that they've been f- performing in the league. You could definitely call them a top team now, as, as much as it yeah. hurts me to say it, <laughs> under Antonio Conte. Uh, so three pretty top teams and, you know, poor Minos, Slavia, Prague. But, uh, you know, they did tie Inter in the, in the first match of this group. And, uh, you know, as we predicted, we did not think Inter would get out of the group. And as you said, two matches is still very early, but they are sitting on one point with Slavia Prague. And I guess because of head-to-head, they're actually sitting in last place right now in the group. 
So, you know, three points behind Barca and Dortmund. So you have to assume that, you know, well, maybe not assume, but you would have to think, okay, they'll take three points against Slavia Prague next game. Maybe, you know, they're going to the Czech Republic. So, you know, as we said, it's not always easy to travel in the Champions League midweek, no matter who you really play. Uh, let's say they take three points there. They're still going to have to take points off of either Barca yeah, or Dortmund. And not exactly. just one. Not just one. They're going to have to take off, you know, three or two, I guess, if... Uh, no, three, whatever. <laughs> they, yeah. Instead of a draw, they'll, they'll have to win. So, you know, will will they beat either Barca, you know, at uh, at home or Dortmund? That's, that's you know, well, for that's us to it. see. You kind of like we said with the, the last group, you, it's like you have to beat one of the big ones and then hope results elsewhere go your way. There you and go. that's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it now, that's exactly where Inter will probably find themselves in is uh, you have to absolutely get a win against one of the big guys and, uh, you know, maybe draw another you know best case scenarios you beat them both but anyway point is is that you have to absolutely beat one of the the top two contenders uh in this group and uh right now not looking good but still you know they have like i said earlier dortmund hopefully that's where their first win can come not sure they'll have to check if that's a home or away game for uh, for inter I'm not sure if you know by any chance. Not no, off the top of my head, no. No, but, but anyway, it doesn't uh, shouldn't really matter in Champions League. You got to be able to win away and uh, and beat the big guys in their own house. Hopefully, that's where uh, that's where it starts for them. Yeah. So un- unfortunately for Antonio Conte, he's continuing his reputation of you know the the manager doesn't necessarily it's succeed true. in Europe. So we we did talk about that. And maybe if you want to chime in, do you? I mean, you you try in Europe anyways, but do you still feel like he'll? He'll set that rotation to more focus on on the league. You know, like the the part of me that like I don't know, kind of you know, based on his reputation, like yeah, because they just lost to Juventus right now. They're one point behind. Like they they need to do everything they can to get max points. But at the same time, we we know you know in, Inter under Chinese ownership under their young uh, I think he's the president like Steven Zhang. Like he wants Inter to be a top club in the league and in European competition. And I just can't, I, especially with also Beppe Marotta coming from Juve, who, who wants to succeed in, in Europe, but they don't because they suck in Europe. Uh, you know, it, 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 it'd be hard to imagine that the, the Inter higher-ups would be, you know, happy or, or, or satisfied with Conte not wanting to, like, you know, try his hardest in Europe. But, you know, who knows? It's, uh, at that point, it's what we think versus what Conte is actually thinking in his head. So I don't know. I, I I I personally do think he's gonna obviously uh, you know favor the league. Um, you know what? If I if I were in their position too, I probably would also. You know, you haven't won the title since the uh, the treble years. Uh, you you're you're already you know it's only seven games, eight games into the season. I think seven, and you're one point off the top, and you just went undefeated until today. So I think I, I do think he will probably focus there. Yeah, th- things are definitely looking extremely good for them uh, in the league. So. I guess I'll I'll double down with you on that. Uh, they'll probably be focusing on the on the league. Things are looking really really good, and they, who knows? Like they could start running away with it a little. Even though I <laughs> they're only one point behind, but uh, from here on out, no one knows really. Yeah, for sure. It's it's looking like and it, it's going to. It's been shoot. what ten years? Uh, like you said, the treble years. I believe. yeah. I think uh, what was it? 2010, 2011? I'm not sure. Yeah, I I, te- I, th- I tend to not want to remember. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Or twenty, yeah, around there, around there. Uh, so we'll uh, we're you know running out of time. We'll we'll quickly wrap up, or Sam will probably have my head. Uh, we have a couple of international fixtures coming up. You know, I I tend to not like the international break, but you know, whatever. I love club football, but we're gonna talk about the international break, which is coming up for the next two weeks. So. Uh, I believe the next Italy games will be happening on the 12th of October against uh, Greece. Greece, yeah, and, and on the 15th against uh, Liechtenstein. There you go. Thanks for confirming. So those are the two that are coming up for Euro 2020 qualifying. Maybe you can just pull up the, the group, Pepel, just so we could uh, 100%. Yeah, so Italy is at the top of the them. group right now. We'll, we'll see where the teams behind them are, are lying. But uh, the current squad was, uh, was announced. Uh, and, uh, you know, just a, a couple of, uh, I guess, notable uh, omissions or a couple of, you know, guys who are still in the team. Uh, one of them that I was very surprised with is Stefano Sharawi. Uh, I do not know how he's playing in China because I do not watch Chinese football. But uh, as we've seen over the years, whenever, uh, you know, a player tends to leave uh 
a competitive league for one where you know the the money is is greater than the competition i guess i don't know uh they tend to not get back into the team but somehow he managed to finesse his way back in here he's only 26 years old so maybe uh he'll get a little run at the mill here but uh you know other than that there's nothing too surprising really as sam said his hero of the week giovanni di lorenzo the 26 year old on napoli who had come from empoli the recently relegated empoli he gets his first call up he is a right back for some of you that you that do not know you know he's not necessarily a household name and that'll be interesting because as i've mentioned anyways in uh you know the weeks months past years past uh Italy is not blessed with fullback talent. You know, Florenzi is the guy that plays right back on a for Roma and uh, for for the national team at times, but he is definitely not a natural right back, as we've mentioned. He's kind of a you know to his own detriment. He's too versatile, and like because he's serviceable there, he gets played there. But he's not necessarily you know uh, world class right back. Not that Giovanni Di Lorenzo is, but he's definitely looked good for Napoli, and it'll be interesting because he may actually you know start there because there's not many other options. Um, very quick, just yeah. to chime in, as I'm looking at the Group J table, which is where, uh, you know, the table that Italy, or the group, sorry, that Italy are part of. Yeah. So you say that Italy, you know, defensively were never, you know, prominent, well, as prominent. But at the fullbacks. At the fullbacks, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just something I uh, that jumped out at me is it's fun to see that in uh, six games, they, uh, you know, only three goals against, which Love is the, le- the least in their group, uh, only one less than Finland, who have four. But, uh, you know, so whatever they have, I guess they're, they're making a, a met. No, what is it? They're making do with. There you go. Yeah, we got there. We but, did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love to see it. You know, uh, in Italy's darkest days, you know, when when they weren't performing, the, 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 the typical line that the announcer would go to is, you know, oh, the. whatever i'm not a good i don't do good accents i'm not sam i don't stand in the mirror in practice but uh (laughs) shirtless yeah yeah there you go (laughs) most importantly uh you know that oh the italy of old the ones that were so stout defensively the ones that you know and in the darkest of days when you're conceding a couple goals to sweden that didn't necessarily look like the case and uh, you know it's 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 nice to see it's definitely nice to see that the defensive prowess is back uh i'll mind you um Chiellini, right? Injured. He's not in this lineup. Uh, so that'll be something to see. I would presume that Romagnoli will slide in next to him, you know, especially being a, a lefty. Maybe Sam's boy, Itzo, uh, will slide in there. Who knows? But, you know, other than that, a very similar uh, squad that has been called been called up recently. Uh, key omission, I guess I could say. Moise Keane, not in there. And he's been looking like a Interesting. bust, right? And, and uh, as bad of a word as it is because he's young, yeah. Uh, so maybe a bust isn't the right word, but it is not working out for him right now in Everton. And you know, rightfully so, he did not deserve a call up. Is uh, for for that uh, another notable omission? Uh, Balotelli, who has been playing pretty well for Brescia, he did miss his first four games in the season. But the uh, so Brescia actually did not play this weekend. The game got uh, postponed or delayed. But in the two games that he has played thus far, uh, he's looked pretty good. He scored. He's taken some nice free kicks. Still hasn't earned his uh, place yet, I guess, according to. Uh, to uh the gaffer mancini but uh yeah other than that nothing too crazy yeah just looking at uh, el sharawi's performance i guess in the super league so just one goal one assist four games and it's very strange yeah i don't i don't i don't get it oh well anyway, I, I mean uh, unless but you said it's a very similar uh squad to the last uh european break last so few it's, yeah. it's strange i mean unless he's just trying a little something but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, on paper, you really can't understand the uh, the logic behind it. Yeah, very uh, very strange. Well, but then again, we're the ones uh, <laughs> talking in a basement uh, into a mic, and you know, the, he's the manager of on Italy. a training pitch, yeah. picking the, the squad. <laughs> you're 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 no lies here. There are no lies here. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely the strangest of the bunch. I'm excited to see how Stefano Sensi does. Uh, he's been doing very well for Inter. Uh, I want to see, is it because Conte has just found the right fit for him? Or, you know, is he really, you know, turning into, uh, you know, that, that great player that he looks to be at the age of 24? So that is episode 65. Peple, this is the first time we've ever done an episode together and uh, without it's true, Sam. Actually, and, uh, I, I meant what? to say that we've, we have a, a little list of, uh, of duo episodes first one uh you and i yeah so. uh, unfortunately it was tainted by a a call by sam that was off the rails just <laughs> everywhere i don't know i don't know what was going on but uh 
yeah. su- such as such as Sam. Job. Honestly, it embodies Sam. That <laughs> uh, it's chaos. Exactly. Sam, you, Sam cannot operate. We love you, chaos. buddy. We love you, buddy. <laughs> so on uh, that note, please uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You will get notifications whenever we drop an episode, so you do not have to continuously look as to when the next episode is dropping. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud as well. Very great platform. Uh, follow us on our socials, uh, Facebook at the Caltrol Podcast, Twitter at Caltrol Podcast, and on Instagram at Caltrol Podcast. Pepple? I think, uh, I think that wraps it up. I think I did a pretty good job I of think hosting. So too, you know? yeah. I, I think so, too. I think you can take over. It's uh, been a, yeah, definitely. Take I, I over definitely now cut on. you off a lot less, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, definitely cut, I let you speak a lot more. There was a lot more uh, opportunity to, to chime in. There you go. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll be back in this hosting seat uh, in another few weeks. Who knows? Maybe Sam's on the hot seat. Might have a few words. Meanwhile, Sam feels our, like, conspiring energy. So right, he's, right now, he's Sam's, busting down here ASAP. Right now, Sam's on the train home from work, probably listening to this, or on the train. Yeah, uh, we ruined his day. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Actually, it's not true because he's going to be editing this. So he's oh, going to be shit. listening to it when he's editing. <laughs> so he'll be in his basement pissed off somewhere. Uh Nevertheless, fans, thank you for listening. Once again, as always, really appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, that's all for us. So, ciao. Ciao. Vedi che ha chiesto. Non mi fido sbiro, non è onesto. Difendi un paese troppo bello. Fatto di bugiardi e di regresso. Chi siamo? Me lo chiedo spesso. Parliamo. Come non fosse permesso. Scappiamo. Dai problemi con noi stessi. Distruggendoci all'eccesso Apri e metti dentro e dopo chiudi poi non dire un cazzo Tu che rappi e sei razzista insieme non vuol dire un cazzo Giornalisti sentono fanno di tutta un'erba un fascio Ma non fermi un movimento no fra siamo come cyborg Vai eh. lavorare, hai fatto rap, mm, potevi evitare Ho visto che hai tante collane, però ahimè non lo sai fare Vuoi decollare, comincia a sudare Tanto guarda, ovunque vai qua trovi stupidi Tipo pensano che Danny Five c'entra coi numeri Se chiedi aiuto ti metto uno